Hi, I'm Aaron Azrod, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Truth Island Podcast. One day, there was a boy who received a brand new bicycle for his birthday. The boy had been begging his parents for over a year and had done everything in his power to earn perfect grades, keep his room clean, all in the hopes that his parents would spend what little they had on the mountain bike that he had always envisioned having. Upon gazing at the red bike, a surreal sense of excitement overtook the boy. The bike seemed to be a lot taller, shinier, and sturdier than he could have ever have imagined. Eager to take his first ride, the boy pumped the tires with air until they were hard and firm, after which he embarked upon his first maiden voyage to a local park that he had often frequented. At first, the feeling of the wind gushing through his face and speeding around several feet off the ground gave him an exhilarating feeling, a feeling of almost true liberation. There remained nothing at that moment or in the boy's short recollection of life that could compare to those first few minutes of riding around in an endless loop of sheer joy. The sensation continued until a small group of the boy's classmates spotted the boy riding on his new bike and decided to approach him. These boys were the same age, but had a few more inches to them and were riding bikes that were far more expensive Hey! One of them shouted. Your bike is so cheap and poorly made, shouted another. That bike is made for kids. Our bikes are made for adults, explained another. The boys continued this mini tirade of insults before the echoes of a nearby ice cream truck beckoned their attention, prompting them to ride off. The boy, burned by the hail of insults, that had spawned from the mouths from the triad of older boys, began eating away at the last pieces of joy that the boy had felt only minutes ago. Holding back tears, the boy rode directly home, but left his new bike outside on the front yard. The boy's mother, upon finding the bike sprawled out in front of the house, immediately barged into the boy's room and demanded an explanation. Do you know how many hours of overtime I had to do in order to afford that bike? The mom shouted. I don't care, the boy replied. That bike you got me is cheap and ugly. All the other boys have much more expensive bikes. Just return it and save up when you can afford to buy me another one, the boy instructed. The boy and the mother went back and forth for half an hour, but to no avail. The mother at wit's end left the negotiating table with the threat of never again buying the boy another gift for as long as he lived, slamming the door in her wake. The mother, exasperated by her son's ungratefulness, began to complain to her husband, who pensively listened. I'll speak to him, replied the father, speaking in a manner so firm that not a shred of doubt could possibly live in the breath of his voice. This instantly calmed the mother down and allowed her to resume a sense of normalcy. The father continued quietly reading throughout the evening, waiting until ten minutes before the boy's appointed bedtime before entering his son's room. There, he found his son with his face buried deep within his pillow. 
The father started off calmly. Mom tells me that the other boys made fun of your new bike. Is this true? Yes, it's cheap and, and poorly made and, and, and designed for little kids, the boy replied, almost echoing the criticism of the boys in the park. Let me ask you a question, the father began. How long were you riding your bike before you bumped into these other boys? I don't know. Maybe ten minutes or so? I, I don't know. Well, how did you feel for those first ten minutes? Mm, pretty good, I, I, I guess. So what changed? Well, when the other boys found me and told me everything wrong with my bike... But you didn't see those things when you first got the bike. In fact, you seemed pretty excited when you first saw it. Yeah, but that was before I knew the truth. The truth? Son, let me tell you a little secret. The way you felt when you first laid eyes on your bike, that, that was the truth. How, how do you know that? Because the truth comes from within. If you had never rode past those boys, let's say for two hours, you would have been happy for those two hours. Am I right? Yeah, I, I guess. So, there you have it. All you need to do is get back on your bike and pretend as if you never rode past those boys, and you will once again love your bike. But, 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 I, I, I can't forget what they said. No, you most certainly cannot. But, you don't have to believe what they said either. A warm smile came across the boy's face, and he quickly emerged from his bed and gave his father a hug. Thank you, Dad. The next day, the boy once again rode to the same park, but this time in an even more blissful state than his initial voyage. The triangle of other boys once again noticed the smaller boy on his red bike, and with a renewed sense of confidence that needed to be corrected. Mounting on their adult-sized bikes, but with juvenile intentions, they rode towards the boy, forming an almost pyramid-like entrapment around him. Still riding that crappy bike! One boy snickered. I thought you would have thrown that thing away by now, added another. You're right, the boy said in an upbeat tone. My bike is not as good as yours, and my family is too poor to afford me another. The trio let out a giant laugh and continued to hammer in the insults, which the boy took, but not a single one of them landed. Exhausted by the exchange, and not making a dent in the smaller boy's self-esteem, the classmates abandoned their efforts and rode in search of new prey. The boy continued riding his bike, not for one, two, or three, but for four hours, without the grin on his face leaving for a mere second. The boy had not just learned to love his bike, he had also received another gift from his father, the power to never compare himself to others.